Welcome to the Please Stop Talking podcast, where we make you want to listen and stop talking. We are your hosts, Claire and, and Morgan, two small-town Texas teachers ready to discuss all things school and not school. Disclaimer, we love our jobs, we will try to keep it PG, and we will use fake names. Today's topic is... Ins and outs of 2024. Now please stop talking. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so to, to start with our ins of 2024, I think our first in should be something you brought up like, what, a couple days ago when we were talking about the imposter syndrome. Oh, yes. So you said one of your ins you wanted was that you were going to get rid of your imposter syndrome. So what does that like mean? Because I have no idea what that means. It's like where you just feel like you're an imposter. Like you feel like, like you, you have all the smarts and all of the things and like you know what you're doing, but you're like scared that you're not doing it like good enough. Like you just feel like you're in a fake role, which I feel like I am a lot of the time. So like in what situations makes you feel like you're in a fake role and well, like you're not doing good enough? I don't know. Like any evaluations? Like, yeah, like I get great evaluations, but I just still feel like it's fake. Like it's not good enough. I don't know. Like I just I feel fake all the time, but I know I'm doing a good job. Like I feel like I'm a bad teacher, but I know I'm a good teacher, but I can't get out of like my head that I'm. Well, I feel like with the evaluations, we always have like, like once a year and it's like you have to put on a show for people. And it's like, that's not necessarily how you are all the time. Like, yeah, it's a general idea, but it's like you have to put on like a facade of being like absolutely perfect and the kids being perfect and everything. When like, as soon as that administrator walks out the door, it's like totally different. And so I can see where you like mean about that. Cause like, I, I feel, feel like, like we work general. really hard at things, but then we also like have lots of discussions where it's like we feel like we aren't doing enough, we're not doing it right, and like we have all of these issues where it's like we, we don't, like we're doing fine. Well, it's like, like if a kid fails a test, I feel like it's very personal. Like I feel like, oh, like maybe because I'm not a good teacher, that's why they failed. But at the right. end of the day, like if I have kids making hundreds and it's not really me, it's them. <laughs> I don't disagree. <laughs> like, if I like can... you taught somebody something. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it just, it, it feels like, like, sometimes, like, it looks like when you look at other teachers, like, teachers that have been in the profession for, like, 10 plus years, and it looks like they have everything together all the time, and then only, like, being in education for, like, four years, it's like, I don't feel like I reflect what they have. So that's where I don't feel like I'm as good of a teacher, because some teachers look like they have it together all of the time. And sometimes I don't feel that way. So, like, that's where the imposter part comes in. I feel like I've met people that think that they have it together all the time and that they're the best. When in reality, they're not. Like, I feel like a lot of people just put on, like, in our meetings, like, a facade that, like, oh, all the kids are behaved all the time. They always do all their work. They do well on all the assessments. They, like... Uh, no talk out like they're perfect classrooms and then you walk by on like your conference period and like it's a hot mess express in there and you can like hear them yelling through the wall and that's kind of what I don't understand of people not being like open and transparent about what goes on because we all I feel like experiencing to an extent where we could give advice and support each other and like those teachers that make it seem like everything's wonderful don't want to do that yeah and I would say like that's why that's more of like 
was that my in or my out of my imposter? <laughs> You're <laughs> getting rid of the imposter syndrome, but we're talking about like what it, well, it like, is. That's why, like, I don't know. I feel like if people were just like more honest and more transparent, and they were like, "Hey, like, I have mess ups too," I think it would make me feel better and like have some of those anxiety things like taken away. Because I feel like nobody ever tells you like what's going on in their classroom or like issues they have, unless like you develop a close relationship with them, and then it's like. I don't know. I just feel like it's very, like, a judgmental kind of thing. So what do you think? How could we get rid of the imposter syndrome? Like, what is the solution for I think the I'm end just, of getting rid of it? I'm just going to have to look in the mirror and be like, I'm the best. <laughs> do you think that's going to work? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> so what do you think is actually going to work? Um, I don't know. I think it's just, like, reminding myself, like, like I, I'm doing all that I can. And it's, like, at the end of the day, like, those evaluations aren't a lie. Like actually like being like, oh, like this is what people observe me and evaluate me. And I just, I got to like stop second guessing things. But just, I don't know. It's like a good luck Morgan train. What do you think that other people could do? Like in a perfect situation, what do you think other people could do to help you not feel like you're not doing good enough? I think if people were just more open in situations and it, or like, you know, wanting to be transparent. Because I feel like I'm pretty transparent of, like, hey, like, this is something I'm struggling with. Or just being, like, willing to listen. <laughs> so more support from, like, your team, your administrators, or just, like, kind of everyone? I think just kind of everyone. Because I also feel like my parents don't get it either. Like, my parents are like, it should be so easy. I'd agree with that. Like, And it's like, maybe that comes, like, I don't know. Because my parents are like, how hard is it to control, like, 12-year-olds? And I'm like, it's actually kind of hard. I feel like in general, most people, like, if you meet people out and you're like, oh, I'm a teacher, they're like, oh, that, you know, is that hard? Like, oh, but how, it's like babysitting. And it's like, do you not understand, like, what teaching children involves? It's not just babysitting. The only, like, day of babysitting you get in teaching is, like, the first day of school and the last day of school. Yeah. And that's get them in, get them fed, get them home. So basically what you're telling me is that you need to be more positive with yourself. Yes. <laughs> and stop like second guessing and thinking you're doing a terrible job. Yeah. What is yours? What is your in? My in? Um, I think my in should would be like not necessarily following all the rules. I think at some extent, like when we're told we have to do you know, our hundred checklist of things that we have to do and follow this procedure and this rule and this handbook. But it's like, at what point you're a professional and you can make the decisions that are best for you and your classroom and your kids. Yeah. I feel like at some point, like you can only have, like if everything's a priority or is told everything's a priority, then nothing is a priority. So it's like, you really got to pick and choose like which rules, which things, what, what are you going to do that's actually best? just think it's difficult. And a lot of people, they like to follow all the rules. And I feel like it's not very <laughs> fun anymore to follow all the rules all the time. Like, I think that's why some people get burnt out, too, is because everyone has is, like, scared of breaking the rules. Because, well, oh, you're going to get fired. You're going to get written up. Or you're going to get a nasty parent email. And at what point yeah. is it like, no, like, I'm going to live my life. And if you make a mistake, fine. But, like, it's up to you to do what's best like for example like our dress code like it's like oh you can't wear like yoga pants 
But in my opinion, like, if you have a nice, like, top on with nicer shoes and they're not, like, trashy yoga pants or just, like, casual pants that, you know, you can move around in and are comfortable, I feel like, like on the yoga, wear them? I feel like on the yoga pant issue, like, I think it should be, like, black. I feel like that is the most, like, professional, yeah. like, downplay, like, not wearing, like, neon pink, like, yoga pants. But also, I also feel like you should be wearing, like, a cardigan or a shirt that covers, like, your butt. If you're wearing yoga pants. I feel pants. like a lot of people, like... Like, it's not a yoga pants and a sweatshirt. It's, like, yoga pants and, like, a blouse or and a cardigan. I know that's, like, a very basic outfit, but... I feel like even myself, like, I've gotten into the habit of, okay, you wear the yoga pants one day, and then it turns to the next day, the yoga pants and a sweatshirt. And it's like, you still need to keep a professional look, but, like, am, are they going to write me up for wearing yoga pants and looking professional? I would hope not. Well, that's how I feel about jeans. Like, if I'm going to wear jeans, I shouldn't have to wait till Friday. Yeah. The jeans pass thing is ridiculous. Like, as long as, the, like, a darker wash or, like, a light blue jean without holes, like a professional, like, straight leg. Like, I feel like even flare jeans. Like, don't wear your flare jeans to school. I love my flare jeans. Yeah, but yours are more like a boot cut. They're not like a where to the rodeo flare jean like people <laughs> well they don't have holes in them my favorite flare jeans have holes in them yeah that's unfortunate but like i've seen people they wear jeans with holes in them to school and have they ever like said anything no i just feel like if we're if our goal is to like teach kids like how to how to perform like in the outside world we should be teaching them like those norms of like i don't want to see your business like you're in a professional environment, like, professional or, like, business casual attire. Not, you're wearing shorts. You're not wearing jeans with holes in them. You're not wearing spaghetti straps. Like, I shouldn't see your business. I don't disagree. I'm just tired of that rule of, like, the very strict, like, work pant with, like, a ballet flat. And like a button down shirt. I personally shirt. hate ballet flats. I know. I just think that's ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm like over that expectation that like, that's what we're supposed to be wearing to school. Because then you roll up to the elementary schools and the teachers are wearing like platform vans with actual like tie dye yoga pants and a t shirt. Did you like, see? How come they get to do that, but we can't? Did you see that like apparently one of the outs is like all platform shoes? Oh, I like I kind of like platform shoes. They've kind of grown on me. I hope that's not going to be an out for 2024 because I was going to buy a pair. I know. I think they're the favorite pair I own right now. Hmm. <laughs> Another rule I'm tired of following is to stand for all of these meetings. Like, we have our team meetings, our after-school meetings, our district meetings, and they're, like, hours long. And it's like, to me, if we have something to do... And we've already sat in these meetings over and over again, like they make us do every single year. Like, why can't we just get up and leave? I feel like this is, like, one of the ends I was telling about the other time of, like, knowing your audience. Yeah. Of, like, know your audience for your jokes. Know your audience for the teachers that you're making go to this meeting all the time. I mean, I agree. I feel like a lot of teachers, like, you always have that one, no matter 
who it is. There's one every single school year that will say There's one at every single school? <laughs> and, like, in every school year, does it, there's always a new personality that comes in, and they'll ask, like, 50 irrelevant questions, and their hand will just be raised the entire time, or, like, they'll come in late and then need a recap of everything. Like, at what point do you understand, put your hand down, and, like, please stop talking. Like, shh. <laughs> you get the meeting agenda. If it's a, you know, a me before, uh, we before me, something like that. If it's, an I quest- if it's an I question, a me statement, a me question. Like, don't ask it. Yeah. Like, like, we're all grown adults. Like, how do you not understand that concept by now? Well, you know, the thing that uh, apparently teachers complain most about is, like, their toxic trait in staff meetings. Like about themselves or other people? Yeah, like for me, like I, I personally like hate, um, like I hate when people like aren't paying attention to me, like while I'm teaching or like you know kind of like dozing off, not dozing off, like sleeping, but like you know drawing on something or like looking something up or like multitasking, yes. right? Like that drives me insane when my kids do it. But that's the first thing I'm doing in staff meetings. I feel like I've been in your classroom and kids are doing that and you don't see anything. Well, like... It drives me nuts when they're, like, eating in your class and <laughs> I just, like, sit there and I watch them eat. And, just, they're, and then you're, like, talking and they're, like, eating their chips. And I was like, that would drive me nuts. <laughs> well, at this point, it's like, I'd rather them be moving their mouths to, like, chew their chips than to, like, be screaming over me. But it's, like, for me, like, it drives me insane, like, a kid, like... And I guess maybe I don't ask too many questions because I can multitask. But, like, the kids are, like, constantly, like, off task during my lesson. And then the first thing that they do is, like, they raise their hand for a Mm -hmm. question. And it's, like, if you were listening, like, you would know the answer to that. So, like, for me, like, that's why, like, yes, like, I pull up the agenda. Like, I multitask. I do other things. And, like, now I'm capable of, like, listening and doing other things. But, like, that part drives me crazy. What do you think my toxic trait is in a work meeting? That's hard. Um, I feel like you, you, in, you indulge people of like when they have a question, like you're just like, here's the answer. Like you don't let them figure it out for themselves. I was gonna say I roll my eyes too much and complain about being there, but that too. But I was I mean, trying I feel to like be I nice. I do that just so that like people stop talking. Like here's the answer. Like let's move on. And another thing is, like, someone will ask a question, and then four people will want to chime in on the answer instead of, like, letting the principal answer the question. It's like four coworkers have to answer a question, but then someone has an issue with their answer. Like, what were we talking about? We were talking about, like, taking attendance the other day. You know and what? It, it came, it, like, turned into, like, a 20-minute-long conversation about people taking attendance. You know what would be really cool is if... Um, Because I saw it online about, like, how there was, like, that one college class where they, like, shared a Google Doc, and they were all, like, typing their notes. And Mm -hmm. if they had questions, like, they could, like, add, like, the little comment with the question, and somebody else would explain. And I feel like that would be a perfect solution to, like, all of these questions all the time. Like, type your question in, like, the shared document, and everybody has that document up, and if you can answer it, answer it. And it's like, we don't all need to be raising hands. Now, I feel like the only solution that our school district, and it's no matter what meeting you go to at any of the schools, is like, oh, here's a parking lot where you just, like, stick a sticky note on a chart paper. And then do they ever really get to those? No. 
Do you ever get an email like, oh, here's your response to the parking lot questions? I'm, I'm bad about that. What about r- not writing them or writing a lot of them? Well, like, for instance, at the beginning of the year, I gave all my kids a sticky note to make a classroom playlist. And I told them I'd look at them. And then you didn't? No, I didn't. I never got back to them. I never made the playlist. So, like... <laughs> what about the rule of, like... I never did that. Not looking at everything, not grading everything, like, throwing their stuff in the garbage. Oh, yeah. I know that's a big issue. Like for Okay, so in ELA, I feel like it's different because it's, like... I feel like we're on the computers a lot. So when I have you do, like, a paper assignment, like, 99% of the time, like, that's going to be graded. So, yeah, for me, it's it's very, I feel like it's a very easy concept of, like, if it's paper, for sure. Um, but I also feel like a lot of the learning and, like, the daily grades, for sure, should be more of, like, a reflection of, like, participation in class and, like... Mm-hmm your ability like to try so like a lot of times I'm like okay like did you get this concept the first time you looked at this the assignment like or at this little like four question quiz I gave you no but like we've reviewed it in class and like we keep going over it and so it's like you're slowly you're getting it like you're making like the effort so it's like no I shouldn't give you a 20 because that's what you scored on it like you're putting in the effort, you're trying, you're learning, and it's like, I'm not going to knock you for that. Like, I just always have a bunch of kids when they see me throw away their, their old homeworks that, you know, if I give them to them to take home, they don't take them home. They either end up in the garbage or on the floor. So it's like, why are you offended I'm throwing away your stuff when you don't even <laughs> take it home and you end up throwing it away? Or it sits in your backpack for three months until your backpack's overflowing with paper. Like, they, and it's just like, that should be, that's my out. It's grading all all the stuff, and like I'll at least put it in the recycling bin now. I'll put a box or something, and I'll at least recycle their old work. But an out for me what is definitely going to be grading all of their stuff, and then like keeping it. Like I'll, fine, I'll keep it for a couple weeks in case there's like I'll, a grade. I keep it for like for the six weeks. Yeah, like if like... I post a grade and like a parent has a question about the work, like fine. But I'm not keeping all of it for months. <laughs> like we like we have these packets, and the school was like, oh, you need to keep the packets. In case the kids are going to go back and look for them closer to star testing. And it's like, they don't go back two days ahead of time to review for their test. Like, they're not going to go back to a booklet that they used five months ago to review for their tests. I feel like there's also easier ways to go back and, like, look at something. Like, if you, like, I feel like the notes necessarily aren't the bigger part if you're going back to look at, like, to preview for the star. Like, look at the work and the homework and the questions. Or, like, old tests, or I feel like which I feel gonna, like we do. They're going to make us make reviews anyways where we have to redo everything. So it's like, why am I keeping this stuff in boxes on my counter? Well, we might not be able to make, like, fun reviews because everything's blocked. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's another thing. A school district, that should be an out, is blocked websites. <laughs> like, if we email you a website that we need to use for the kids, like, it should be unblocked. Like, it's, they're, like, blocking every single possible thing. I just want to be able to make things fun. I would like to, like, a lot of the kids, and some of the kids should know who you're, like, we're talking about if you're listening to this. Like, please stop. This should be an out. Trying to get around the blocks and the Go Guardians on the computers. Like, they are so shady and can fit, like, there's, you can't do two times two, but you can figure out how to get around a Go Guardian software so that you can play your 1v1, like, during class. Like, I don't understand that. Change that V to an X. 
if you can do one yeah, exit exactly. one, <laughs> you can play one v one. I don't know. Like I have a love hate like relationship with Go Guardian. Like I like it in terms of like I can have like full control of things, but also like it just stresses like it just stresses me out because kids spend more time trying to get around it than like than actually doing any work. Yeah, like if you just do what I need you to do, and like we get through it, like you deserve your like five minute brain break. Oh, I don't disagree. I think it's so annoying. All right, now we've talked about a bunch of like ins. What's an actual out for 2024? Something, an out. I don't know. I don't feel like I have many. How about like a personal thing that's an out? Since we've talked about school now for a bit. I think in general in life, people should start thinking about the questions <laughs> they're going to ask before they open their mouth and ask it. Especially That's like, an in. An out would be like, stop asking dumb questions. Or the out of, I guess, like not having a filter. That's an out. <laughs> I, Obviously, I don't know the uh, point of today's topic of in and out. Like an, like an out is like what you like don't want anymore. Yeah, like, I guess stupid questions then. But then it's like, okay, as teachers, we're like, oh, there's no stupid questions. Oh, no, there's, there's actually like, There are. There are. I feel like I'm very good about that. When I say, I will like preface someone and be like, hey, I have a stupid question. And it's like, but I also don't feel like I have very many. I was just thinking more of like, if you go on a date, oh, Lord. And like, you've already <laughs> talked and like texted with this person for like a week about like basic things about yourself. And then you finally go meet up in person and you're at like a restaurant. And the first thing they ask you is like something they've already asked you. Like, oh, what did you do yesterday? Like, like, I already told you. I told you yesterday what I did yesterday. Like, now that we're in person, why aren't we having, like, a more, like, in-depth conversation that's not just, like, what do you like to eat? And what's your favorite color? Like, more of, what do you value in life? Like, why are we here? I, I also don't want to answer those questions. Why? Because I get scared. But, like, I don't know. An out for me is, like, also... Like, in terms of, like, personal, is, like, the, like, you can't get mad. I don't know. Like, I don't like when someone's, like, constantly, like, blowing up my phone. And I feel like I've had that a lot lately of, like, if I don't answer your first four calls, why are you going to call me for a fifth time? You had that happen to you? Yes. No, I don't. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Why people leave me a voicemail if they need something? No, it's like, so if I don't answer for your first four calls, and I've, like, told you, like, hey, I'm playing bingo with my friends. Like, I'm not going to answer your call. Like. I feel like then, kids do that, too. Like, old students, they'll, like, send an email. And then if you don't respond within, like, ten minutes, they'll send, like, another one. I love and it doesn't kids have an, and it, But it doesn't have, like, an email body. It's just, like, a subject. <laughs> and it's, like, what you doing question mark and then if you don't respond to that one it's like hey miss question mark and it's like why don't you just put all of that in one email like a body paragraph we don't have time to teach that no. I think that would be my new professional goal next year but, teaching them how to write an email Yeah, but it's like I don't know like for me I guess like on the personal like dating side and I've or just personal in general 
it's like if I don't answer your call and like, and I feel like I'm pretty good about like when someone calls me, I'll call them back. Yeah. Like I feel like I'm very like respondent, but like if I haven't responded to you, like I'm obviously busy. Like don't call me four times in a row. And then be like, oh, guess you don't want to talk. Like, no, like, I would love to talk, but, like, not at this moment when I'm busy. Like, you could have made a plan. Like, you could have done something. And then, like, because I go out, like, after work with people, it's like, don't get mad if, like, like, you wouldn't want me on my phone when I'm spending quality time with you. Mm -hmm. So, like, don't be mad that I'm not on my phone when I'm spending quality time with my friends. I feel like my mom will do that. She'll like, like I'll try to call her. She doesn't answer. No, I wholly expect I my mom to answer my call every single and then, time. But if she calls me and I don't pick up, she then leaves a voicemail and sends a text and then calls again. And it's like, woman, well, I, mean, I will get back to you <laughs> when I can get back to you. I, I always like, do. I feel like, like moms are different. Like every time I call my mom, she should answer. That's really the only person I could think of where I could relate to this entire situation. Oh. Because I feel like I possibly might call people multiple times just to get their attention you don't call me but maybe that's a toxic trait of mine that i need to fix for this year <laughs> i guess my toxic trait should be like i should care more about like what stuff that's very maybe, vague what do you mean you need to care more about <laughs> maybe stuff? I, maybe i should be more toxic again i used to be very like a very toxic girlfriend so like maybe <laughs> i need to bring this trait back do, do you think that's going to be positive for yourself this year, or is that just something you're now doing because you want to make your life more exciting? I just, I feel like I'm very, like, a vanilla bean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Got no cinnamon, got no spice. <laughs> no, and when you were being a toxic person, was your life going well at that time? or No, but at least, like, it was interesting. Like, now I just feel like like I'm, like therapy fixed me. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, I completely understand your feelings. Let me let me help that. Let me validate yours, because now I understand like your perspective. And it's like back then I'd be like, I don't care. You're gonna answer my call. Like I'll sneak into your house and wait for you until you come home. <laughs> And she's admitting that on the internet that she goes to people's houses <laughs> and waits for them to come home like a. Now, now I'm just like, I understand that you have plans. And it's like, I'm so tired of being understanding. Like, I don't know. I feel like an in for, like, us personally <laughs> should be, like, actually, like, getting a life outside of school. Because, and you stay later than I do most days. It's like, we get there at 7.30 to 8 o'clock. Yeah, because we're not, I'm not toxic anymore. Like, I feel like I care about my career again. Yeah, but then we don't leave till, like, 5.30, 6, 6.30, 7, depending on the day. And then we go home. Okay, you watch your uh, Real Housewives and Southern Charm. <laughs> you eat your, like, including myself, like, dinner. You shower, you go to bed. And then you do it five days a week. Like, I don't and understand how some of these people. We let our dogs have a date. I think our dogs have a better dating life than we do. Yeah, that's probably true. But it's like, I don't know how some of these people, like, they go to work all day as a teacher. They go home, like, they have their own kids they got to deal with. Then they go to, like, dinner and, uh, like, like, a sports practice. And it's like, I don't want to do any of that when I leave school. I don't think I have the emotional capacity or no, the patience. So maybe our in for this year should be we need to get a life. Get a family. <laughs> yeah, if anyone has a family that's willing to adopt us, that'd be nice. Or we could be individually adopted, too. 
No, but really. I was just meaning more of like, <laughs> we could go, I guess, start exercising or go like take a painting class or something that's not. I will cry at a painting class because I cannot paint. I want like, to talk get, about myself. Like, not then. like cry, like because I'm sad, like cry because I'm frustrated. <laughs> that's why you have to take the class so you get better at it. Like, I'll just paint the canvas black and I'll call it art. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't, I need a cheap hobby. Yeah, that's true. I feel like everything is so expensive. But it's like the hobbies I'd want to have. I'd be like, I want to be like, my hobby is going and getting like massages and facials and my hair done. And like, that is not a hobby. That's like maintenance for yourself. <laughs> How can I make that a hobby? Doing I, I can't your own have a hobby. Manicures? It's a no. hobby. <laughs> no. I tried that during COVID and like I ruined my nails. Mm. Like, thank God I didn't get started on like trying to change my hair color during COVID because I'd probably be bald. Oh, I did. And my whole I, hair turned like orange. And then I had to dye it all like black pretty much. And it's been a process ever since. I thought about going bald during COVID. You did not. I totally did. Why? Because I was like, if Brittany could do it, so can I. And then I, but I Was that during your toxic stage or after? It was during. It was in the, like, in the midst of, like, the healing. Oh. But it was just, like, the, well, because I I thought we were going to be, like, shut down for a lot longer. And my hair grows really quick. So I was like, if I go bald, then I'll have, like, beautiful, healthy hair. Um, I didn't do it. And then I saw somebody else, like one of the people like I went to high school with, they did it and that changed my mind. And I was like, never mind. I just need a haircut. I need to just cut off the dead ends and I'll be good again. I did not know that about you. Why on earth would you consider going bald because of Britney? Free Britney, duh. But also like I was bored. <laughs> I was bored. I was in my healing era. So I was like, might as well heal myself, heal my hair. But my hair really wasn't damaged then. It's not now. But I don't know. I just saw other people doing it. So if we're talking about like a healing era. Oh, I cried a lot. We're getting into the eras. <laughs> and we're talking about the ins and outs of 2024. Don't take away my eras. Well, like what era could you be in or start working to be in now? Okay. Technically, I guess I should be working for my, my lover era. Can you please uh, describe that to <laughs> me since I don't really know what you're referring to? Like the lover album? I have seen the cover and I know a couple songs, but I don't really understand the whole well, okay, concept so of that era. That's like her first album. That's like her own. And if you don't know, we're talking about Taylor Swift. <laughs> of like, like, she owns all of the rights to that. All the songs, all the music, everything. Like, even with her label. But that's the first album after Reputation. So, I'm asking, though, what about that? That's, like her, that's like her, like, her, like, heels. Her, like, I'm happy, I'm in love. Like, I'm a glow. Like, I'm the man. You, you think you're going to do that in 2024? I don't think so, to be honest. I feel like that's a lot to ask for in a year. So, like, I, if we're not talking about Taylor Swift eras, and you think of your own word to describe an era what would it be because i feel like if oh what's your era it's like a oh, reputation 
or whatever oh, the other favorite. ones are. What are the other eras? Like, people don't come up with their own era, or it's like, oh, like, girl power era, or... Like this just stupid like Brecky era that oh I'm gonna eat breakfast now every day. Did you just call it Brecky? Yeah, but I was trying to think of something cringy. I saw some like a TikTok of that earlier. That's good like, for Brecky. Like yeah, oh I'm in my Brecky era because I'm gonna be healthy and eat no, breakfast pe- every day. People do say that. They say like they're in their healthy girl era. Yeah, so what era that's not a Taylor Swift like branded thing would you be in? I guess a get a life era. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for like our last out that we're going to talk about, what is an out? What should our last out be for 2024? I have one. Okay, you go. We'll see if we have the same one. I'll give you like. Wait, is this is it a personal out or a workout that you have? It's a work one. It has to do like at the beginning of meetings, where like you're in a room and like not everyone knows each other. (laughs) Like, well, do you know that. what that term is called? Or the, the thing they I hate, make us I do? I hate icebreakers. Icebreakers. I want icebreakers out in 2024. Out. I absolutely hate them, and I've hated them ever since I started working <laughs> out of school. Because in my other jobs, we never did icebreakers. Are you like, kidding me? Never. Like, if we had a staff meeting amongst, like, in the hotel, and we were all in the conference room, you go in, you sit down, you do your meeting, and you, you are leave. so lucky. I don't think I've ever had a job where we haven't had to do an icebreaker. I think they're awful. Like, I don't understand. Like, I've worked with you for four years now. Like, you don't know me by now, and we have to do an icebreaker? Like, I get, I get doing, like, a small one at the very beginning of the year. But, like, we should not have to do one for every meeting. Like, I don't do an icebreaker. I don't, I don't think I even do an icebreaker in my room. I don't anymore because it's, like, I'm an introverted person, and it's, like, I know some of those kids, like... They I just, don't want to talk either. Like, at the meeting the other day, it was, like, pass around a little talking stick thing, and you had to share, like, a share your feelings. a glow <laughs> of the meeting, and then, like, something that you want to, like, go reflect on and think about. And, like, my heart was racing as I, like, saw the <laughs> talking stick getting closer to That's me. That's when I get up and go and, to like, the bathroom. And, like, I was, like, <laughs> practicing what I was going to say over and over in my head, because I get so anxious that as soon as I open my mouth, something, like, I'm going to stutter or slur or not know what I'm going to say. <laughs> and it's like, I hate that. And I think the worst one is, okay, you're going to go around and you're going to share one interesting fact about yourself. Like, I never know what to say. I always say I have a dog named Karen. That's as interesting as it gets. I just say no, I'm a I twin, just... but it's like as an adult, like no one knows who she is. Like at school, it worked. Like when I was in school, because everyone knew who like who she was, but no one thought we were sisters until they found out our last names. But it's like now as an adult, like that's not interesting. I just like because even though, like in in class, like when we have to do like activities like this. It's like when we're sharing like personal information or things like that, like I'll just have the kids write it and I'll just be like, does anybody want to share? And it's like, if you want to share, share. If you don't, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like yell at you and to make you share. Cause I don't, I feel like there's your demon dog. I know my dog is now starting to cause a problem. Now that we're coming to the end, of course. Like, I just, I don't feel like it's a, like, not that it's not important, but I just feel like there's a lot of anxiety around it. Like, 
especially like on the first day of like meeting people. It's like, I don't, I don't know. Like I would rather have like an open, like, okay, we all sit here, we eat our breakfast tacos and like you say, hello, like how was, like they, they do it at the beginning of the school year. Like, how was your summer? What did you do? Or if there is a new person, like now we're adults, like you should be welcoming to new people. Like you go up, introduce yourself. And like, I don't understand why we have to, it was what we did four corners one year where it was like, where do you want to go on a vacation? Go stand in that corner if you want to go to Las Vegas or go stand in that corner if you want to go to Florida, something. It's like, what is the point of that? Like, I don't care if so-and-so down the hall wants to go to Las Vegas for spring break. Like, I, I get the importance of like building a community and all that, but I feel like it just takes time. Like, yeah. I think it, I, I kind of liked how this year it was just like, okay, like, this is so-and-so, they teach math. This is so-and-so, they teach ELA. This is so-and-so, like, just going down the road like that and, like, you know, having, having like, a problem to solve. And it was, yeah. like, that was, like, the one quick icebreaker, easy peasy. And it was, like, it's done. It's not, like, icebreaker after icebreaker after icebreaker, like... Well, and I thought that it was, like, what we had, we were trapped on an island, and what were the five things in the room that, like, you as a group would take or something like that? Yeah. It's like, that one was fine, because it's, like, it wasn't, like, personal. It wasn't, like, anything personal about yourself. It's, like, what would you take on a desert island? Because I feel like I get really shy when I, like, have to say stuff about myself. Like, I don't want to talk about myself in front of strangers. Like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm not doing stranger that. Stranger danger. Yeah, stranger danger. I'm not doing that. But sure, I could find something in the room I would take on a stranded, like, a desert island. And it's, it's like, like when we have to do the icebreakers, like, for every single, like, professional development we go to. And it's like, at this point in the year, we're now after Christmas, we've had many professional developments, and it's usually always with, like, either your grade level or your content. Or, like, the six through eight. Like, six like through eight math, you're all together. Or three through eight math, you're all together. Like, we all have seen each other before. Like, why are we still having to do icebreakers every professional development meeting? Because, at least for math, they make us do them. I will I'm say, over I it. Think it should be an out. I think for ELA, like, we've gotten pretty good at, like, not having to do those. Mm. Um, I just hate them in general. Like, I would rather just, like, put some music on and, like, the icebreaker be, like, go introduce yourself to someone and say hi and go sit down. Yeah. But I feel like, I also feel like everybody's, like, really personal. Like, at our school, it's, like, a majority of us have worked together long enough mm -hmm. and it's like if I have to go say hi to someone like if the thing was like go say hi to someone that's not in your content like I know better than to go to you but it's like I'll go to science I'll go to social studies or electives like I just feel like as a campus we're all very personable too like I don't feel like it's very icy outy icy outy I've never heard that well that's better than brecky that's true they're both kind of cringy all right, now we've talked about <laughs> our final out. What is our final in for 2024? <laughs> I would like to establish brain breaks being an in. So we talked about icebreakers being an out, <laughs> and I think brain breaks should be an in. I think it can even be like in personal life too. Like if you're at home, because I feel like like today, I sat around and I did pretty much nothing, and then I feel guilty about it, but like, there was nothing wrong with me just laying around today watching TV to get myself like relaxed and rejuvenated 
to go back to work on Monday. No, because we're definitely having the Sunday scaries tomorrow. Yeah. But then it's like, at school, okay, if the kids do, you know, 20 minutes of work, of actively working, using their brains the whole time, like, why can't you give them five minutes of, like, okay, we're going to listen to, like, some, like, ocean sounds and, like, salamander yoga salamander yoga <laughs> like and just like have a, put your head on your desk if you want to like turn to your partner and not to talk about something like educational but like turn to your partner you can have five minutes to talk i also feel like sometimes it's a better warm-up to like like okay you have three minutes to um you know chit chat while i'm taking attendance and then when i say okay it's time to get started we get started yeah but i'm also like a big believer of like we got to do our work first and then like I'll give you the time. Like, I'm not against, like, giving you free time or whatever. I am against phones in the classroom. That's going to stay a thing for me. Well, I feel like a lot of, oh, you can't have free time at school because when you're at school, you have to learn every single minute that you're there. It's like for our kids, it's their first year where they don't transition classes with the same kids all day. So when they, like, get to my class, they're with new people that they haven't been able to see, maybe except for, like, saying hi in the hallway. Like, they want five minutes to, like, catch up with each other and, like, talk about their lives. Like, what is the harm in that of having giving them a little break and then starting their work? I think the difference is it's not, you're giving a little break, not the whole 49 minutes. Right. Like, you have to have a boundary with it, but. Like, for me, it's like, I don't know. Like, I just, I feel like the kids I have this year, like, they work very hard all of the time. Yeah. And it's like, if we get to a point where it's like, you know what, like, you all have killed this assignment or, like, you've worked hard for 30 minutes, like, I do think you should have some free time. But I do think that's something that people take advantage of. What do you think for the kids that, like, are not doing well and are failing? What do you think about giving them free time? I'm conflicted. If they're failing because it's like, oh, they've only done, you know, five problems out of this ten-problem worksheet, um, and that's why they're failing because they didn't complete the assignment, but, like, they've mastered it. Like, to me, I'm like, if you've worked very hard, like, for, like, my no reading. Like, I have some kids that won't finish, but, like, they come in in the mornings. They come in, you know, after school, you know, during dismissal, and they're like, will you please help me? And, like, they'll get to, like, 80% of it done, and it's like, I've seen how hard you've worked, and you're mastering these things. Let's, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the grace. But it's different of, like, to me, like, no, like, if you're going to spend the whole time in class, like, not doing anything, not trying, not putting in any effort, then yeah, that's when you fail. But if you're putting in effort and you're trying, that's when you should have the grace and like you should be successful. Because I mean, like for us, it's like there are days when I know I'm off my teaching game. Mm-hmm. They're not going to take away money out of my paycheck, right? It's going to be like, hey, like I understand you're having a tough day. So like the same grace that I would expect, I want to give my kids. I just feel like the ones that need the brain breaks are the kids that are failing and like are the behavior kids and it's more of a classroom management thing of like, okay, I know they're going to work for, you know, give them a timer for eight minutes. And in eight minutes, if you sit there and you work that whole eight minutes, you'll get three minutes of, you know, quiet time. Or you may go like walk the hallway, go like pace the back or something. And then, okay, we're going to work for another eight minutes. Yeah, like I'm, I'm really big on like if we, you know, we have a grammar day like on a Friday. It's like, okay, if we finish all of our lessons Monday through Thursday and, you know, we can do a short grammar lesson or we can do, like, a short no writing or something and everybody gets done, I have absolutely no problem, like, 
everybody go outside. But I feel like that's really hard when, like, because sometimes, like, some kids, they'll always be like that one. Mm-hmm. That's like, well, I don't care. I don't care. So it's like, that's why I make it more individual. Like, if you finish your work, fine. Like, I'm not one to assign over busy work. Like, if you work hard, you get your stuff done, and you do your best, then, yeah, you can have free time. But, like, if you're missing assignments, like, no, you shouldn't. This might get off topic, but how do you feel about, like, letting the kids listen to music while they work? Because I, like, last year, it's a big thing with me. Like, I don't care. If I'm working on my own, I'll have music playing. I'll have the TV on if I'm, like, by myself. So if it's like, okay, if I can do that while I work, like, why can't, if the kid is responsible enough to, like, have their YouTube playlist up with their headphones in to do work? Like, I don't see why that's a problem. For me, only during independent work. Like, absolutely not on tests and absolutely not, like, when I'm direct teaching. Yeah, not direct teaching. But it's, like, some people are, like, they can't listen to music while they work. It's, Um, like, well, why? If they're actively working, why not? As a proud ADHD-diagnosed person, girly, um, I, I mean, I was doing my lesson plans and, like, watching my TV show. Yeah. And it's, like, for me, like, I just, I felt more calmed and relaxed and, like, like, it was fine. Like, I got... I, I lesson planned like two weeks worth of work and we set up my room and cleaned it. Like I feel like I brought it up because it's more of people see, oh, they're listening to music. Is that being free time? And so like if oh. they're on their computer and someone walks by the door and they see like YouTube up on all the computers, it's like, oh, and they peer in. It's like, well, they have their worksheet in front of them working. But sure, walking by the door, looking through the window, it looks like they're just all on YouTube having free time. And that's where my imposter syndrome comes in. Yeah, and that you're doing a terrible job. Yeah. No, I definitely feel like, like if you are doing like independent work, then yes, feel free to listen to music, put on your playlist and let it go. Like, yeah, I understand changing a song every now and then or changing the playlist, but like, not like you should be more on your work than you were on the YouTube. Yeah. But no, I don't see that as free time. Mm. Like I see that as a, like a privilege, like for me to let you listen to music because I could be very mean and like be like, absolutely not. But I feel like if you are in the right and you've like worked hard enough to like show me that you can do both at the same time, then like, why not? And do you think a brain break should be like a structured activity that like you provide as a brain break? Or just, oh, here's, you know, four minutes, y'all can sit in your seats and do whatever. I think it depends on, like, the day in the class. Because, like, some of my classes, like, they can't, they can't handle, like, a free-for-all, like, five minutes. Like, it'll be too much. So you put, like, a little, like, dance dance revolution thing on or, like, <laughs> little mini yoga or something for yeah, them like to some, do? Yeah, like, some of my classes, like, they need that. But some of my classes are very, like, also, well, like... Like my smaller classes, like they don't, they don't need as much structure. But like my bigger classes, like they need structure because there's more people in there. Yeah. But I don't know. Like I just, also it depends on the day. Because some days like my bigger classes will be more behaved than my smaller classes. And they can handle like the free for all like, sure, play your game for the last five minutes or stand up and stretch and draw or whatever. Mm-hmm. But some days they can't handle that. I think it just depends on the vibe. Yeah. I feel like I need a brain break right now after having this conversation (laughs) on a Saturday. It's hurt my brain. So much work. I know, right? So many things to 
discuss for our upcoming weeks of shows that we're now going to have to do. I know we're going to have to get recommendations. Who do you do you think we should ask the kids who are first like special guests should be, or should we just like randomly surprise them? I on think that we day? should randomly surprise them after we con who we know we want it to be into <laughs> joining us. I think that person would be delighted. Yeah, I hope so. They'll just probably sit quiet most of the time. That's true. We're going to have to ask 5,000 questions <laughs> to, get, to get him or her to say anything. Them? Them, yeah. No. They'll probably be like, can I go home now? <laughs> <laughs> Will you please talk, talkie? <laughs> so we'll be back next week for more unwanted advice and maybe some more stories of personal things, not really goals and... But anyways, I think you should stop talking. Shh.